And now, here's Matt Mosley. Uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Pat Nunley now joining us. Man, he's a jet setter. He's always going somewhere. And it's fun to have uh, Pat on the, the show. Pat, hope you're having a, a great afternoon. And I know you're excited about uh, getting to Norman to see what's uh, what's going on there. I am. We're just wrapping up a productive week and uh, turning our attention to the Sooners tomorrow and Hopefully the Bears can continue um, this little win streak that they're on. They needed one, and they've gotten it. They're winning games you're supposed to win. They've won a couple, um, uh, one Texas Tech on the road, West Virginia on the road. So things are absolutely trending up for Baylor basketball. Boy, it's been a long time, Pat, since you saw a start like that one to to conference, mm-hmm. and you knew they were going to at some point dig in there. But, boy, 0-3 is a tough hole in any conference, especially this conference. And uh, I think that well, that win against West Virginia, again, it doesn't matter how many wins these other teams have. Those are extremely tough places to play, as TCU found out the other night at West Virginia. So getting that win, I, I think we'll look back, Pat, and think of that as a very pivotal point in the season because now, of course, everything is stabilized. They're ranked again. People are feeling good about things. But uh, you go 0-4, that's a scary proposition. It is. And, and really, Matt, to lose three in a row in the league is, is not fatal. I mean, um, and it's not completely unexpected. To lose two at home back-to-back was so disappointing. Now, TCU and K-State were both on a big-time roll and, and I'm not sure anybody in the league was going to beat them the night that Baylor played them, and, and Baylor had a good chance to beat both of them. So losing three in a row, not the end of the world. you got to get back on track, though. I mean, this is a team that uh, was, was predicted to win the league. Uh, you know, I don't know whether I was in complete agreement with that, just because there's so much unknown, not just with Baylor, but with everybody across the league before the season started. But if, if they want to start separating and making a move to the upper echelon of the league, the game against Oklahoma is the kind of game they really have to win. And then they've got a big chance uh, against Mon- uh, on Monday night against Kansas. And absolutely, you don't look past Oklahoma to that. But the road is there. I mean, I saw something, Matt, the other day that was really interesting. The, the 10 toughest schedules in the country – over the remaining course of the season, regular season, are held by the 10 teams in the Big 12. That just gives you an idea how crazy good this league is. Last five years, statistically proven, the best conference in the country. And this year, no exception to that. In fact, I, I, you know, I think that top to bottom, every team in the league, this is the best the league has ever been, at least from where I sit. Pat Nunley joining the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Part of this is Keontae George has just gone on a roll. And what's interesting is a lot of it's happening on the road, and he seems very comfortable in hostile environments. A great sign uh, for him because we're probably only going to get one crack at uh, one go through with him. But the, it almost seems to calm him or something. He likes doing it in these opposing gyms. Pat, put this thing in perspective for me. I I was trying to think of any freshman that could compare to this guy's skill level over the years uh, at, at Baylor, and Jared had a good freshman year. 
He did have 31 on the road in a loss to Kansas. Uh, he was good. I mean, Jared Butler was really good as a freshman. He, t- to me, he's nothing like this. Uh, this this level of scoring, and of course, the guy you played with, uh, Terry Teagle, was good mm-hmm. early. But mm-hmm. but this kind of level uh, and this kind of maturity to his game already, I mean, it, it almost doesn't seem like there's anybody to compare him to, Pat. No, and Matt, you made a really good point, and, and you used the word comfortable. He is incredibly comfortable and confident for a true freshman. You know, when he gets on the floor, whether this is the case or not, he feels like he is the best player on the floor. He doesn't care whoever, uh, who else is out there. And for a true freshman to have that kind of confidence is really unexpected and, and exciting, I think. And it's not arrogance. It's just confidence. There's a swagger about him. And I, and I say that as positively as I possibly can. He mm-hmm. just wants to play, and he is incredibly comfortable and confident. He looks forward to the competition, and he's been great. You know, in conference play, Matt, he leads the league in scoring. There are five different players in the league in conference play that are averaging over 20 a game. He is the leader right now, and that's unheard of. And he's not just scoring. He's, he's taken more free throw attempts than anybody else in the league as a true freshman. He rebounds the ball. He is a willing passer. He's happy to share it. He's a good teammate. So he has been everything that people hoped he would be. Plus, uh, he's been better than expected for all those reasons I just talked about. Now, what do you think needs to happen from this bench? I mean, you can't just have all uh, these three guards are unbelievable, but they will need more scoring punch. I do think Bridges has given the them something in these last three games, and I think that's very important. I think Bridges needs to be okay if his three isn't falling, which it hasn't been a whole lot. It's, it's better lately. But I think he's shown here recently that he can go do other things, and even when it's not scoring. And, and I think maybe early he got in his mind, oh, I've come to Baylor, and i got to prove, and i got to space the floor, and i got to hit these threes. And he may have been pressing a little bit. Did you see any of that, and are you seeing him trend in the right direction? Uh, yes and yes. I mean, I think that his coming in, he was billed as a guy that could really make threes. He shot 42% from the three-point line at West Virginia, was a member of the All-Big 12 freshman team uh, as a freshman at West Virginia. But there are plenty of – I mean, Baylor has enough firepower to make threes from other spots. It's helpful for him to make a few, and, and he's done that recently. But, I mean, he doesn't have to be, I don't believe, a 42% three-point shooter. What he's been able to do otherwise – has been over the last three or four games, Matt, really off the charts good. He does so many things that would fall into the category of hustle plays. He gets loose balls. He gets deflections. uh, He gets 50-50 balls. He's a really good rebounder. Uh, He's a good passer. He's willing to take charges. So he's coming on, and I think he is now in conference play, turned into the kind of player they hoped he would be. And I think he's making enough threes. It would be nice if he'd made a, make a few more. But I don't think they're relying on him to make those. And, and as far as uh, where the Bears are trending, they're trending up, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I, I thought against Oklahoma State, that was the best defensive game they had played in conference. 
I thought the Gonzaga game was the best defensive effort they've had this season. But in this league, and I'm, I'm banging this drum constantly, you've got to get stops. You've got to get key stops. And you've got to make it difficult for the other team to score. And you could tell against Oklahoma State, they never got into a rhythm. And, and the final score for them, as I recall, was in the 60s. And that's really where you want to be. And that is hard to do in this league. So that's a big step. And I, I don't think it's just style of play. Well, Oklahoma State's going to be a little more deliberate. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe a combination of that and the ability to really defend. And with the, the depth that this team has, they can do that. And I think they're start, we're starting to see that. They're not as old as people think they are. You look at Adam Flagler, who's been here forever. Flo Thaba's been here forever. Yeah. Uh, Bridges is new. Um, Keontae George is new. Josh uh, Ojanwana is new, and, and he's a key player. He really is. Dale Bonner's still a young guy. So they, they've got learning to do, and I think they have learned, and they're better for it. Ojanwana, I was just watching on social media him on a finish, and as a, as a rim runner, he's got some unbelievable potential, and I think he's going to develop. He, he's already shown he's got some touch. Like he, It's not just always he can post up and do some of those things. There's another guy, Pat, at some point he's going to start scoring a little more because he's just got too much skill and too much athleticism not to. Now, I don't know if they're going to run that many plays for him, but, boy, that little slip screen or, or when he flashes to the hoop, he and Keontae, that's, that was a thing of beauty the other night. It was, and people have to keep in mind, he hasn't been playing the game very long. He's not a seasoned, experienced, mature player. But he's got all of the tools. And when he gets some of that wisdom around him from just having played, he's going to be lights out. I mean, he is 6'10". He's 235. He can really run. He's got good hands. He's got really good feet. And he's a 68% free throw shooter. So he is skilled. And for a guy that hasn't been playing very long, to be able to, to make free throws at that rate is pretty impressive. So they've accelerated him. They've played him a lot. He and Thamba recently have played that low post position by committee. So they're relying on him and they know they've got to accelerate his growth and they've done that, but he is, he's exciting to watch and he gets a little better every game. And to your point, Matt, when he becomes a threat to score, that's a nice wrinkle to this team because when you've got to be honest with him and really guard him in the low post, when he catches it there, uh, that's going to keep defenses a lot more honest than they've been. Yeah, and we've seen glimpses of Langston, you know, having the old explosion and that kind of thing. And boy, if we could get that on a consistent basis, that's a whole nother. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Now, by the way, Pat, do you watch uh, all these NFL games? Obviously, you'll be busy Saturday afternoon calling this game. But what what was your rooting interest growing up, uh, NFL wise? Oh, it was Cowboys with a capital C all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, hey, Matt, I'm a Roger Staubach guy. I mean, actually, mm. I'm a Don Meredith guy. I mean, that's how long I've been following the Dallas Cowboys. So, I'm, oh, I'm a big Cowboy guy, and I'll watch them play. That's, that's really who I follow in the NFL. I like watching it. I want to see Jalen Petrie play, guys that I really have an interest in. But mm-hmm. no, I'm 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 wearing the star. I'm a big cowboy guy for sure. All right, all right. so you were back. 
Yeah, the 49ers-Cowboys rivalry. You appreciate that as it goes back in the 80s throughout the 90s. That's right. The Dwight Clark catch of the end zone. It still makes my stomach hurt. I remember it vividly. You were in college, I guess, right? Yeah, when that would happen, 1981. Yeah, just out, Jed. Just finished. Yep. And okay. Those were the days. Yeah. Yeah, we would watch some of those games. When I got there, they were the 90s Super Bowls, and we would uh, – mm-hmm. I remember with my fraternity brothers at Paparolas out there on yeah. uh, Valley, Valley Mills gathering uh, gathering to watch uh, Aikman and the guys go, uh, go win one. Well, uh, Pat, I've been uh, really wanting to catch up with you. Glad we did this. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a great call tomorrow, you and John. And uh, let's, let's get a win. It's a whiteout, by the way, so you and John – uh, well, you don't want to fit in with the Oklahoma people, but Monday night we're having our own whiteout. Apparently, everybody's doing this. So uh, I, I don't know any. Yeah. I, I have you. I don't remember when y'all were playing. By the way, if uh, if fans were so obsessed in like what colors we wear, <laughs> even in football yeah. this year, we were. Everybody was desperate to have a blackout. It's like, can we just show yeah. up and watch a game? My gosh. <laughs> yeah, the the only prerequisite. Back in my day, Matt, for somebody to come to the game was you got to have a pulse. You got a pulse, you come in. You make, you can make fog on a mirror, you come to the game. We don't care what color you're wearing, but it's great and and it's tough to win <laughs> this league on the road. I mean, I don't I don't care where you're playing. It's like uh, the home crowd can be a six man yeah. game. I think tomorrow will be the case, and I'm hoping uh, and I'm confident that Monday night when the Jayhawks come to town, it's going to be a difficult place for them to play. Yeah, I think we got the the the, uh, the rush is already finished for the uh, women. That's already done. So we get we get all the Pi Fies and the Kappas and the Tridels, get them out <laughs> to the game, the Kyos. It'll be a good look Monday. And then, of course, all the, uh, the Fijis. I think my crew's back on campus. We'll be uh, well represented, and your SAEs will probably—I don't know—I I think they're in good stead, so they'll be—they'll be there as well. Pat, always fun. <laughs> my pleasure, Matt. Always, All right, always great to catch up with you. We'll talk again soon. That sounds great. There he goes, Pat Nunley, uh, one of the great former Baylor players. He and Terry Teagle, late '70s, early '80s, they got it done, and for Coach Howler. And uh, just an incredible guy, and and uh, great, uh, great does a great job on the on the radio. He and he and John Morris have been doing it together for a lot of years. All right, it is uh, time to talk some NFL football in a Giants beat writer. Jordan Ronon joins us next. <laughs> 